balls so dry and they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That would. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. What is that? It's my balls! God damn it, Carmen! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... Holy shit, dude. Ian, who is Eric Cartman's father? We're back. Eric Cartman. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, double the dose in one week because we just were not going to let you sit there and only listen to Not Without My Anus review. It's your weekly self. Not Without My Anus. Because that would have sucked. Like, if I was listening to the podcast and, like, I followed somebody who was doing a South Park pod, and they're like, all right, we'll be back next week. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That's what you're reviewing this week? Why don't you just fucking skip it? But we had to do it because it was April Fool's Day. You know, we had to do it. It was April Fool's Day. You know what I'm saying? And it was to the day. It was to the day. But we're on to the next day. And the next week, as the fans were actually pissed, they had to wait another fucking week. We got another episode of South Park. Season 2, Episode 2 of uh, Cartman's mom is still a dirty slut. This was the 15th season of the series overall. Premiered on Comedy Central in the United States on April 22nd, 1998. But here's the thing. It was another fuck you to the fans, Ian. Because think about it. That episode came out on the 1st. And then they had to wait till the 22nd. And they say at the end of the episode, we'll be back in four weeks. So like, <laughs> they... Really mm. fucked with them, dude. They really fucked with the fans on this episode. It's almost like they were trying to get canceled right away. Yeah, and they were. I, I guess they were trying to like make that diehard base I really, suppose. really test the fans. Really test them. Now the episode itself follows the storyline of season one finale. Cartman's mom is a dirty slut, which you can check out our full season one review right here 
on anchor.com slash suck my balls. Of course, on all digital media outlets, including ratsaladreview.com and hackerhameen.podbean.com. I would say a good portion of our listeners probably come from Hacker Hameen. So what up? Uh, please go ahead and like and subscribe to our regular feeds. Uh, that would definitely help us too. We appreciate it. Um, and then, you know, you, you just, you know, you subscribe to our Sack My Bath. Sack My Bath. <laughs> so you can just subscribe to us everywhere. I, I would appreciate it. And now we're on YouTube or video or wherever we're at. I don't know where we decided to put this. We're here. We're live in video in person. I'm still wearing the same shirt. Uh-oh, dead giveaway that we recorded this on the same day. We're fucked. Uh-oh. We should not change our shirts. That would have been smart. <laughs> oh, we nibs. We're noobs here to the video podcasting. That would have been a nice touch, actually, if we had changed our shirts. If we ever do multiple podcast recordings again in one day, we're going to have to, like, all right, all right, hold on. Let me go cool. change my shirt. Let me go change my shirt. <laughs> Maybe put up, like, <laughs> lights and shit or, like, if it's a holiday. Oh, last week was Christmas. <laughs> we just record, like, eight months in advance one day. <gasps> Let's do it. Full power, one week in quarantine, we'll record every South Park episode! Would that even be possible? I don't know. Um, before we get going here and conclude, we do want to shout out all of you who are in quarantine. Well, we are staying safe with your family and friends. Ian, how are you doing in this quarantine? How about a quick update from you? Are you okay? No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm fine. Now, you, I mean, your, your profession is considered essential. So, like, are you getting to work right now? What'd yeah. you say? Yeah. yeah. That's good. It's That's still- good. Yes, big, yes, big, yes. Some of it's iffy. Some of it's not. Well, yeah. As a essential man who makes sure that you can wash your fucking ass and take a shit, I would say I, he's, not, he's not a janitor, by the way. I'm just, he's, I'm just saying. <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as an essential man who takes care of all waterworks, plumbing needs, uh, you are definitely. Uh, very essential i would say in this like field of life if something goes wrong bro like you can fix pipes water is the most fucking essential thing because everybody's buying the toilet paper okay so everyone and so we're just waiting for that as those get those you have the power really like toilet fucking plumbers man trade work i'm telling you essential all those people they're like i don't want to be a tradesman i don't want to go to a tech school I don't want to do that because it's beneath me, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to make money that way. Well, guess what? Now what are you fucking doing? You're at home, pissed off that Ian is fucking fixing your toilet and charging you $85 an hour, <laughs> and I'm fucking running your TV. So, what so, up? What up? What up, dog? I'm only running your TV locally, I, I should say. <laughs> Disclaimer. So let's get into the episode. Previously on South Park, an air of sobriety fills the laboratory as the men of South Park gather to find out which one of them fathered this boy. Who is Eric Cartman's father? At the end of tonight's episode, you will know the answer. So Mephisto, at the end of season one, he shot, and just as he's about to reveal the identity of Eric Cartman's father, the four boys and chef rush him to Hills, pa- Hills Pass Hospital while the town of South Park experiences a massive blizzard in this episode. So that's where we pick up. We kick off. That's what the blizzard. Right. So they're just as he's about to announce this, like Eric Cartman's father, the electricity goes out, the room is darkened. You know, all of a sudden you hear two gunshots being fired. And then as the lights come back on, everyone discovers that Mosfesto has been shot. 
As you mentioned before we started recording, there was a, definitely a lot of character development here for Mephisto, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. This was the first time we kind of, well, I mean, was it really, though? Because he, he gets shot, and then he just kind of lays there the whole episode. Is it really character development, Ian, though? That, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know. I'm just, I'm just saying. It, it definitely introduced him as a the pivotal character in the story that it revolved around as far as you know storyline A, right? So, you know, you've got the four boys and Chef, they rush him to Hell's Hospital. They're, you know, as they're driving up the road, <laughs> um, I believe it was the, when they were in the car and they're talking about things that are annoying. And Cartman says something along, or along the lines of, dude, it's just like that song. It's just like that song, Come Stay Away With Me. Anytime somebody starts it, I have to finish it. And Kyle's like, really? He's like, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and then Kyle starts it. And then as he starts it, he's, he doesn't finish it. So Cartman has to like regurgitate it like in the fastest enunciation and regurgitation communication reverberation of Come Sail Away with me by the six. I'm sailing away. No, no. Set an open course for the virgin sea. <laughs> that's a beautiful way to put it thank you thank you uh the sticks were a very popular band uh during the 70s i would say uh, i mean i maybe 60s but i know definitely the 70s for two reasons one and we discussed this our parents listened to it and two eric foreman that 70s show was a big fan and then you find out everybody's actually a fan of the sticks because they're all potheads and they're like i fucking love the sticks and then i started connecting the dots <laughs> Dad was a pothead too, maybe. I don't know, was he? <laughs> Everybody was a pothead back then, right? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm not going to assume anything. But I just was like, hmm, that's what was going on back then. That's why I better like the sticks. I'm sure everybody tried it back in the 60s and 70s when it wasn't a big you know, It's still not a big deal. What the fuck am I saying? I'm like about to make air quotes. No, it's not a big deal at all. If you smoke weed, be happy. If you don't smoke weed, be happy. I don't care. Don't you know? Down, bring me down. Um, any other comments you want to talk about here before we move on? <laughs> no, okay. No. <laughs> All right. So just as Mephesto is about to announce who Eric Cartman is, like we mentioned, electricity goes out. Now, all of a sudden, did you notice that when the lights came back up, Mrs. Cartman was there with cookies? Yeah. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up. What the fuck was that? Did you, did that make you or lead you to believe that she was the one that shot Mephesto? Ooh, we should add the the X Files sounds here. Yeah, conspiracy baby. I mean, maybe she was the one who shot. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's kind of you know, Mephisto. We'll get to it here, but he would disagree because uh, I guess he doesn't get you know. There's no murder follow up. Uh, Officer Barbray doesn't investigate that jackass. Doesn't know what to do. As it's pointed out in this episode, what would you do? And he can't figure it out. Uh, 
And um, as Ian's eating on video, dumb guy. <laughs> Everybody sees you. Yeah, I see you eating, drinking your beverage. Anyway, so we're not hungry. on, we're not on podcast <laughs> anymore, buddy. At least he muted, so we didn't have to hear it. So that we appreciate. Always. But j- so Chef notes that he is, of course, still alive, and he's the one that rushes them went to to the hospital, and they're the only ones. Uh, there as far as working in the hospital being two people nurse goodly who has <laughs> no <Good>. arms no <laughs> arms <laughs> and um the doctor now she has no arms even like kenny or was it kenny who says it i think Ken, or even, was it stan it was like whoa or no kyle I was like whoa dude and little boy, we do not discriminate. We are equal opportunity employer. And I was like, all right, well, you know, shout out to South Park then, you know, at least, you know, being real. Being, equal, being, opp- equal opportunists. Equal opportunists here at that hospital, man. So unfortunately, the bad thing about the hospital is that there's no lights on or there's very few, very few power. There's only two people, and you've got like people just like tripping around, like you know, blood coming out of one lady's like neck. Some guy's got a hacks like sticking on top of his head. Yes. And the you know, while this is all going on, now you know the mayor is in town talking with her citizens, and she's like, okay, we got to come up with a couple different ideas. What do we want to do? Do we want to like put like do we want to like find this guy? Like, what should you do, Officer Barbrady? What what should we do? And they can't come up with the decision. All of a sudden, America's most wanted just shows up. Hey, what's up with America's most wanted? We want to do right? a story. What the fuck? <laughs> well, as the director points out, we're desperate. And then I think his producer and no, his lighting guy behind him is like, shut up, dude. <laughs> that was um, funny. Shut up, dude. The <laughs> the cameraman really makes me laugh at this scene, though, because they're like, he's all pitching the shit to the mayor. He's like, on America's Most Wanted, we're all about family. And the cameraman's like, we are? Don't worry, mayor. America's Most Wanted is not about violence. It's about family. It is? <laughs> <laughs> And as someone who has worked camera operations and stuff like that for live events, that's something I would like to be holding the camera. Like, really? America's most wanted about family? Like, what? What are you you talking about? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right. That that doesn't make sense at all. And uh, so they start making a documentary. It's so weird that this storyline B is going on all at the same time with storyline A, them being at the hospital, because it feels like B moves a lot along faster like it, it moves progressively from one scene to the next one scene to the next from the america's most wanted people showing up to the casting and tryouts of the characters to be in the movie to the actual uh, live shooting to them then going into the blizzard to then to the cannibalism then to them digging them way out do you see how much there was like a lot of scene changes and directions in this one part of the story versus they're all just hanging out in the hospital and you've got team a and Team B, Team A, we will stay here and drink hot cocoa while Team B goes out and does everything. Isn't that kind of interesting? That is very interesting. What are you looking at, Scoop? What are you researching? Um, America's Most Wanted. Okay. So I wanted to remember when it stopped. 
It ran from 1988 to 2013. Yup. Shimony. Yup. It basically ran for your own... Like, I basically was born the same year as America's Most Wanted. <laughs> In 2013, that would have been seven years ago. 25-year-old Matt. 25-year-old Matt. We were, we were still... We were hanging out then. That's like right around the time we, we met, almost. Yeah. We've been hanging out by we then. We caused it. We caused it. Because by that point, because I think we met early 2012, I want to say. Did we? Was it 2012-2013? It's right around that time. Because I was, was we were playing, because we were playing music, and then like you came out to our shows, and then all of a sudden we were friends. It was crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. All of a little post on Facebook, people. That's how you do it. How you do it? Yeah. Well, we also lived in the same city, so that that helped as well. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Like, hey, do you want to hang out? Yeah, sure. <laughs> So as we we mentioned, I went through a lot of things there with that was going on with the America's Most Wanted show. Version. So let's talk about the hospital aspect here in the first part of the hospital, or as far as the story. That's storyline A. Okay, you got Stan who's really grossed out by hospitals. I don't blame him. Not really big on hospitals itself. It's kind of disgusting. What do you think? Yeah, um, you you, you should see. never you should never walk around a hospital barefoot. There's oh. no telling what could happen. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, right? Good tip. Good tip. Yeah. yeah. You, want another, you want another good tip I was just told the other day? Hmm. Spray spray down your uh, mail when you get it. Mm. Think about I that. Coronavirus. On your take mail. It home, take it It could be transferred. You don't know. I guess. I guess. What if somebody who had the coronavirus in another state is fucking packing something and sends it to you and they don't know they had it and now you got it? Because it's in the box, and you fucking Simpsoned. What are you going to do then? What are you going to do then? What are you going to do? You're going to be infected, and you're going to be saying, fuck, Matt was right. I should have sprayed down my mail. And I'll be like, I told you, man. I told you. I sprayed down my mail. Came home with my mail. You know what I did? Pulled out the Gideon 409. Then you know what I did? I took some clothes hangers. Across the top of my fucking shower curtain, I hung up my mail. You hung it up for dry. That's a true story. Yeah, there. But you know, it's, it's three hours in the air, four hours on cardboard, twenty-four hours on plastic and stainless okay, steel. You know what? You didn't up have to, to get statistical with me, okay? We didn't have to fucking go there. You just fucking ruined the <laughs> right. joke, right? Damn <laughs> it. Anyway, they're the only ones that are working in the hospital, so that being the paraplegic and the doctor, and they're like, they're talking to Chef, and they're like, have you ever, do you have any medical experience? And he's like, I watched Quincy, or something like that. And he's, <laughs> he's like, like, good enough. Good damn it, man, why didn't you tell me? Scrub up. So apparently, if you watch a doctor's show, you are qualified in this situation, in case of an emergency, to be a doctor. Now, I can tell you, I watched a lot of Nip Tuck, because that was good. Um, I watched a lot of Scrubs because that was funny. But other than that, not really into the doctor stuff. Not really into the, the nasty, icky, and bloody, and he's <laughs> got five minutes to live with blood and guts like pouring out. And then fucking the chick from Grey's Anatomy is like crying. Oh, my God, what can I do? 
And then you got this other show that's on ABC called The Good Doctor. Okay, I get it. The kid has autism, and that's the role he's he, the actor actually has autism. Okay, and the role of the character he's playing is a doctor who has who's like a genius, but has autism. I get all that, but the writing is so tremendously bad that it's over the top. Like it's it's just dumb. You don't like me? Thank you. <laughs> like it's just so bad. So I don't like those shows. Um, Ian, I'm just, I'm just saying. So uh, they start uh, operating on, they start what? operating, uh, they're operating, they're working on people. What were we going to say? Um, with those shows, if you find somebody that's really in the medical profession, nine times out of 10, they'll be triggered by the show. They're like, oh, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's not how it, no. Especially when they do CPR. Real life. People in the medic profession, I have found, hate the way that they do CPR on TV. It's like, that's not how you do it. it well, I mean, it depends. I, I haven't seen it. Like, I haven't really analyzed it that way. <laughs> I mean, I am a certified CPR person, professional. I have a card and everything. Took courses. Had to take it last year as part of my school. Um, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, I can give CPR. So, like, I can, you know, I can fucking save a life, Ian. I, I'm ready to step up to the plate. And save, and save your life. Look at my finger. You're not looking at my finger. Look at my finger. Do you see it? Are you looking? Look at me. Hey, we're on video. Look at me. Eyes up. Right in the, eye, right in the camera. Let me see it. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, where are we in this episode? <laughs> Oh, this is hilarious. Okay. So while the rest of the adults are in town, as we mentioned, visiting the television crew film, the reenactment for America's Most Wanted, a tree falls on the power line, causing the power to go out, and all the adults are now stuck in a building until the storm settles. Uh, and the group apparently has to resort to cannibalism, Ian, to survive. Like, and they don't even wait a couple hours. Like, it's just like one or two hours. We got to do it. We got it. Yep. I'm getting hungry. We gotta eat each other. <laughs> Our only option might be to eat each other to stay alive. Uh, it's only been like four hours. Aren't you resorting to cannibalism a little quickly? That's the law of the land, Mr. Director. I know it ain't pretty, but if a few of us must die so the rest can stay alive, so be it. But how do we decide who? Well, we draw straws. Now, wait a minute. We all had a big breakfast. Can't you people go without eating for a little while? Calm down, soldier. We need every person here to keep his head. Bye, Brady. Fetch some straws. It's been a couple hours. I need to eat. It's been a couple hours. I need to eat. So, and as a hospital, as it happens, the power goes out there. So, Team B, being Kenny, who doesn't get to have hot cocoa, he's all like, going through the sewers so that way he doesn't have to brave the cold. And then, like, the doctor calls him on the walkie-talkie, and he's like, hey, uh, we just want to let you know that we actually did find a very dry, warm, secure way to walk there. <laughs> Kenny's like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm in the sewer. <laughs> yeah, that shit was funny. So Kenny gets to the circuit box, and he finds out that the wires are broken. Now, I have a theory. And we were going to talk about this in something that we liked because you wanted to talk about Kenny sacrificing himself. But we'll talk about it now. I have a theory. Do you think, because he's the town doctor, but he's sworn to Dr. 
patient confidentiality that he knows Kenny is not a human. I think so. Because I think he... so. Because yeah, because there's a, there's a, there's instances where it's like certain people know. Like Chef, I think knows. Um, the doctor. Um, at some point, I think his his parents. Or well, I think his parents obviously either... know. They obviously know. Because as we find out later in the Coons episodes, when she has birth, when she gives birth, it's happening again! 57th or 56th or whatever number it was at the time. So I think that the doctor knows that there's something's up. So by sending Kenny out there, he knows that Kenny's not, you know, going to be in trouble. He'll just come back again. Even so much at the beginning of these episodes, we didn't mention. Because like, it's like, who, who is there? Carmen's father. And now, and now it continues. And when they come back, like Kenny just appears and stands like, hey, what's up, Kenny? <laughs> so like, he's just placed. Hey, right. So hey. like, so people have to, I mean, Stan and Kyle and them don't really understand it and they don't believe it. Did you, can you believe it, Kenny? Mint Barry Crouch had superpowers this whole time. <laughs> So, like, nobody ever believed. Oh, fuck you. I'm going to bed. Nobody ever believes Ke- about Kenny's power, I would say, to be quite honest. I think the only and person. Even, that- even, even when he shows it to him, they still don't believe him. They don't believe. They go, oh my God, he killed Kenny, you bastard. And then when he comes back, they don't remember. I mean, speaking of that, Kenny actually gets to say it. it's the only time in this whole episode. This is, we'll, we'll talk about it right here. This is another, another thing we liked about. Kenny also gets to say, Oh my God! They killed Mephisto, and then Kyle's like, "You bastard!" <laughs> and you just see Stan look at Kenny like, "What? Like you took what? Taking my shit, dog? <laughs> you coming in my on my catchphrases, right?" But it was it was a nice little uh, moment for Kenny. Is he normally you know doesn't get to say that a lot? It's ever rarely. If this might have been the only time he said it. As we continue down this linear fashion of South Park episodes, well, we'll be able to tell you. So Kenny kills – he gets killed because he sacrifices himself in the generator, and the power is able to stay on, and they're able to stabilize Mephesto. But before we got there, back in the uh, television station, we see them deciding that they are hungry, they're going to eat, and they have decided a way to do so by uh, – you know, what is it, plain straws? I don't know if you ever played this game when you were a kid. Whoever gets the shortest straw has to do this. I never did this. Yeah. I've seen people do it. I never want it. I'm like, that's dumb. I'm not doing it. I've never participated in short straws. Like, if someone goes, all right, we're going to draw straws from I just go, I'm not going to touch your straws. And then I just, <laughs> sit, I just sit, I don't know, just would sit back down and be like, okay, so Matt's not going to do it. That's fine. And I just, you just got to freak him out. You just got to freak him out of the, I'm not touching your straw. Like you gotta do it like, but you gotta do it like really like affirmative and confident and straight face and look, look them dead in the eye and be like, I'm not touching your straws. And I'll be like, okay, you weirdo. Like you're a fucking straws. All right. Fine. Exactly. (laughs) It's like reverse psychology. (laughs) I don't have to play the game. So that is how you get it's out of it. It's like, okay, so in end of the world situations, like everybody like it's like, okay, so we know the first person we're gonna kill. <laughs> I guess in that situation, but or you <laughs> first one to get eaten by the zombie. <laughs> or you could think about 
also, this guy is smart. Like, he just got out of having to play the straw game. <laughs> like, I'm not dying. But somebody has to die here, apparently. And uh, they can't come to a decision because Officer Barb Brady doesn't cut a short straw. And everybody gets the same length. And they just decide, fuck it. We're going to kill Eric Roberts. Who I don't even know whoever they were like. Oh, that's TV star Eric Roberts. I mean, I've I've never I don't know where was he in like Twenty One Jump Street or something or something back then or something like nineteen eighties. It seems like he'd be in some sort of like Blue Chips Cops type show or you know what I mean. Like that's how he kind of comes off as a sidekick. Who is Eric, Eric Roberts? Roberts. Looking for some new podcast to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album versus Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for those who love politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Ex-Stradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcasts and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Back then, he was in The Specialist. Uh, he was in Runaway Train. Uh, Keep going. What else? Give me something. Best of the Best. Oh, the Dark Knight. Oh, interesting. Eliza Roberts. Eliza Roberts. Oh, I don't That's know. His wife. So nothing notable. But he, he, they said he was a TV star. What show was he on? What was okay, the show? TV show. Like, cause, I mean, that's what they're like. He's TV stars, Eric Roberts. Uh, <laughs> no, don't eat me now. <laughs> and they start eating him. And like, <laughs> you see his body with his shirt on still and shit. Like, he's all getting fried. And uh, they, they basically ate him. But apparently he gets saved. We'll get to that. You don't see anything about TV shows, Eric Roberts? Hey, Siri. Who is television show Eric Roberts? Here are five Eric Roberts TV shows. Bullet in the Face, The Odyssey, Pandemic, Stanka Negra, and In Cold Blood. Oh, well, I, I have not watched any of that shit. <laughs> nope. Okay, so he's nobody, and that's why they yeah. killed him. That's why they <laughs> killed him in the episode. They're like, no one's going to miss him. So they kill him, and like within like um, eating, like finishing eating. Well, we're content for now, but we might have to. We'll check where we are within an hour. <laughs> and the director's like, "Jesus Christ, are you guys diabetic or something?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, eventually they're gonna get eaten too. Basically, the mayor, Jimbo, Ned, Mister Garrison, and some other offhanded characters eat. The directors and the camera people too. I think they, they basically ate everybody that was affiliated with America's Most Wanted, and that and then eventually, like they'll like dig themselves out with the shovel, like through the snow. 
like the next morning when the blizzards are over and they're all like standing like out in the middle of the snow like and you just hear like this music that's like oh like because like i feel like they've you know overcome something you know what i'm saying like they just like we have to because ned's like mm, we have to live day by day man day by day, by day. <laughs> But that was also a parody uh, based on a real, another true story. So it's kind of funny them coming off of uh, "Not Without My Anus" based on a true story. Uh, <laughs> I, we didn't talk about that the last episode, based on a true story. <laughs> but this one, this is actually based on a true story. There really was people who were, I believe they were like stuck up in the mountains or something like that, and they had to like eat somebody, and eventually they got saved, and they were like. How do we go on living with the rest of our life? <laughs> Someone was like, "Oh, we have to like press forward and try to live our best on a day to day basis." So I think that was net, you know, day by day, mayor. So as uh, we move on, now we're back at the hospital, and they're like, "Yeah, we've uh, we've restored Mephisto because he comes to, and as he comes himself, you know, comes back to you know strength." They we talk about. It, that they revealed at this point in the episode, Mephisto was shot by his brother. <laughs> he mentions every week th- his brother. Where, where am I? You're at the hospital, Mr. Mephisto. You were shot. Now, we don't know who tried to shoot you, but... Oh, I'm sure it was my brother again. He tries to shoot me every month. Tries to kill him. So... In essence, they basically kind of quash our theory that we thought it was Leanne Cartman. However, they never really follow up and investigate because the whole time, story C, which we really didn't get into here, and as Ian is now putting his headphones back on and taking a bite out of his turkey sandwich, maybe you know, playing with his hair, checking his phone updates – you know, uh, putting his headphones now back on, chewing a little bit more, Ian will be able to jump right in with us. But we talk about story C here with Leanne Cartman. Leanne decides that, you know, she wants to have an abortion. So she goes to an abortion clinic and she's like, oh, I'd like to have an abortion. And the lady's like, oh, honey, all right. Uh, This must be a hard time for you. How far along are you? And Leanne's like, uh, or he's eight years old. I had him eight years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't have abortions in your 40th trimester. <laughs> you can only trimester. you can only have abortions after after with after you know before your second or third probably I think is what it is now in modern day. And I don't know. I'm not. We'll talk about the underlying topics here in a moment. But she basically decides she doesn't understand the concept between abortion. An adoption. What she should have done if she was trying to get rid of Cartman was go to an adoption agency and give him up. But she kept trying to get abortions enacted for over 40 trimesters. She goes, so she sleeps with a congressman. She sleeps with the governor. Well, okay, Mrs. Cartman, I'll legalize 40th trimester abortions for you. Oh, thank you, thank you. We'll have the pregnancy terminated immediately. Terminated? Well, yes, that's what an abortion is. Oh, no, I I didn't mean that. I meant the other thing you can do. What's that other A word? Adoption? Yes, that's what I mean. Adoption. 
Well, that's pretty different. Oh, I should just tell my son the truth about everything myself. Good day, Mr. President. She actually ended up getting this passed. Well, Bill Clinton was real. I'll tell you what, they had sex a mean dick. I was willing to pass that law, but <laughs> then she realized that she wanted uh, adoption. So uh, she, she got the fuck out of my office, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to work on that one for a while. It's it's, it's coming along. It's coming along. It's coming along. It's coming along. Uh, <laughs> so we get some great advice, though, from the uh, as far as from Bill Clinton. You know, who tells him, you know, tells her that that's you know you don't understand the difference between the two after she's had sex with him a bunch of times, and so she decides to go home. And I'm just going to tell Eric the truth. So this is where kind of all the stories come together. Because you've got everybody from the TV station, yep. uh, who is Eric Cartman's father, uh, that being Jimbo, Mr. Garrison. Uh, they all kind of come out of the radio station into the hospital. And then you've got the 1989 or 1991 Denver Broncos, as they like to say, uh, come in. And you've got everybody in there now. you got Leanne now all in the doctor's office as Mephesto comes awake comes to he's all you know kind of trying to stall giving the results you know who is eric Kaufman's father and he's like uh, did y'all see that great episode of not without my anus last week man that was really great so he's like the father of eric Carmen is leanne <laughs> his mother <laughs> like eh, what and it's explained that this is how they explain it that Leanne is a hermaphrodite born with both man and female genitalia, which is a real thing. It can happen. And she, I guess, in her existence, decided to keep her both parts. Usually, if you're born with both parts, uh, the parents, over as far as the history of uh, population, would decide. Right? They'd be like, okay, you're going to have boy parts or you're going to have girl parts. Or what well, I would think what would happen now is maybe they get to an age and they'd make that decision themselves. If you were born with both parts, I think you're allowed to choose your sex. Wouldn't you say? Like 100%. You like, are allowed to be gender fluid. You are allowed 100% to be gender 100%. fluid. 100%. 100%. I'm not. We're not saying you, nobody else is. Nobody else can be. We're, we're not taking a political stance here on Tech My Vows. Ian might do that on our fucking Twitter, by the way. Not me. <laughs> oh, fuck. Call Ian, out. On our fucking Twitter, but not me. But No filter, uh, baby. If you want to talk to Ian, that's why I'm saying hit him up on our Twitter. But I will not be – I'm not going to say this. But in, in that case, definitely, you probably get to choose. But So Leanne's got both parts, so it's not possible, uh, I guess, for her to have a baby because she doesn't have an ovary, but she has sperm. And right. apparently she was able to impregnate someone else, and that's – now we need to find out who Eric's Cartman mother is. And by this point, Cartman's pissed and he just says, ah, screw it. And that's how the episode ends. So let's talk about, you know, a couple of different things here, right? Let's talk about the public reception before we kind of get into our real thoughts as we're wrapping up the last 10, 15 minutes of this episode. So 
This episode, as we mentioned, aired uh, after the premiere of Terrence and Philip and Not Without My Anus. Now, interestingly enough, over 2,000 viewers wrote complaints to Comedy Central within a week of its premiere date in 2013. That's crazy. That is crazy. 2,000 different like complaints actually wrote out. You got to think this is the 90s. Not a lot of people have emails. <laughs> now... Have you ever been that upset where you've written an email about something? Um, no. No? No. No. Not to corporate or anything like that. I've just told, I've like, I've just told them into their face. Like, normally if it happens, it happens in front of me. It doesn't, it usually happen, you know, via mail or something like I'm watching on TV or something like that. Like that television shows and she's like, that's not going to affect me enough for I'm going to do that. I'm not going to, I'm going to write a petition to get the show back. They should have canceled it. Like, whatever. The show's over. I'll watch something else. So I've never done that. Now, I might get pissed if like you're in the middle of like writing something. If you wrote like a book and halfway through the book, you didn't give me the rest. Hell yeah, I'd be pissed. Like, what the fuck? Why did you just give me the whole book when it was finished? (laughs) Game of Thrones, cough. Yeah, I guess I never got into that. So, um, but no, I never, I, I never did get into writing to people. But like, I mean, I've Gordon Ramsay'd somebody in a Denny's once, but I've never, you know, gotten mad. When I was gonna write somebody. <laughs> Were you there for that? When Gordon Ramsay was somebody in the Denny's? I don't know if you're there for that. Uh, but some of the underlining tones and stories of this episode. However, fans did vote. Oh, actually, I should note fans did vote this as the uh, Cartman's mom is a dirty set as the best episode of season two. Um, so it's a good way to start their actual South Park like content with the boys. But the messages we had cannibalism and abortion. So if you notice, the receptionist at the abortion clinic states that, that aborting a child after the second trimester of pregnancy is illegal. Uh, this is a federal law in the United States. So the issue of abortion in this episode was, I guess, more topical around the time of its airing, you know, as in where years surrounding this episode's released. So the Republican Party now forth has, you know, attempted to pass more bills preventing either partial birth abortions, which, um, you know, did not pass or abortions in general for they believe religious reasons. Uh, I can confidently tell you that. I do not believe I should make the decision of who should have an abortion. That's all I'm going to say. So, like, yep. I, I think as citizens, we should not be making the decision on who and who cannot have an abortion. So, like, I don't get why that seems to be some sort of federal government law that really shouldn't have nothing to do with you. Now, if the baby's yeah, born, then obviously becomes a citizen aware of whatever country nationality it's in. Get that. But, like, until that actually happens, it was actually a life form. If People it's need just to a... already understand that that person's going through it enough, and it's a hard enough decision to make in themselves to have an abortion or not to have an abortion. It's like, it's People don't need to get so wrapped up in what other people are doing. Women have the right to their choice, their bodies. Um, you know, I think maybe the only person that should maybe get a input or voice is if you're in a probably, like let's say, loving, committed relationship and like you're trying to have a baby, and then like the chick's like, I want to have an abortion. <laughs> and maybe you're married, and you're like, fuck that, dude, you have an abortion. Like, I could see that argument because you're like, wait a minute, like we're married, yeah. like we're trying to make family. That's a different topic for that family that. to have, not for anybody else to have. That exactly. might be the, where a second opinion would come in. But other than that, like nobody else should be really getting in the middle of people's businesses. Okay. 
Second underlying term, we've got cannibalism. So the biggest uh, portion is probably uh, America's Most Wanted and how, like, the network is all about just making entertaining television. And the mayor only cares about her image, all behind a ruse of trying to find a killer. And I think this kind of shows how shallow and self-serving people can be and how they, like, kind of need to be more conscious of it all because they try to justify it. Like, oh, we're doing this to, like, save the people or we're doing this to, like, help you guys. But the same thing is actually, as far as in the cannibal portions of the episode, where they just justify eating everybody, their fellow human beings, after going less than a day without food. Like, they literally went less than, like, a couple hours, and they just started eating each other. Now, I get it for this episode. They have to kind of, like, make it that way. (laughs) Because, like, you only have 22 to 25 minutes of an episode. So I get it. But, like, still, like, in the context of the show, in one night, like... I know me and you have gone like a lot longer without food and that's just like hanging out together. It's like, we'd be like hanging out in the morning and like, it's like nighttime and we're like, have we eaten? Dude, we got to get the food. Like, <laughs> so like you can go a long time without food. If you really need to. So I, it was crazy, but they do cannibalize the crew of America's most wanted because they are trapped inside during the blizzard. Now, this is a common cliche, apparently, regarding the people being snowed in together. This, and now this is a likely a reference that we noted that was one of two cases of cannibalization in American history. That being the Donner Party and the case of Alfred Packer. Trey Parker and Matt Stone's first film, Cannibal, the musical, told the story of Alfred Packer. And that also, of course, could have been they were lampooning the 1993 film Alive, which is the movie I was talking about where it's like at the end scene, and the music and shit. That's where it's like taken ripped off right from. So any thoughts there before we move into our, uh, on like cannibalization? Do you, uh, do you like uh, cannibalizing people, Ian? (laughs) No, just even today, there's still people out there that just will justify any, anything for any type of reason. Do you like See, so what you're saying is you don't like to eat the taco? The taco. Why don't you eat a taco? I don't like the long pig. <laughs> I like to eat the taco. Taco, taco. So here was some of our top moments of the show. As we mentioned, Mephesto gets shot. Kenny gets to deliver the line, oh my god, they killed Mephesto. Uh, this is the first time he gets to say this. Uh, we also talked about Eric Cartman singing Come Sail Away, Come Sail Away, Come Sail Away with me. <laughs> there was the nurse with no arms. That was pretty funny. Her being like a paraplegic. <laughs> and like there's a point in the hospital, damn it, nurse, I need a, a second pair of hands. And then she like looks at him like menacingly, like you asshole. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why, like, but like, you gotta understand. I, you know, I'm actually not even mad. Like, I wouldn't, I wasn't really mad because I was like, oh, at least he's treating you normal, right? Like, you know, he's not right, thinking right. about you. Doesn't have, you know, treating you equal. Right? Uh, of course, the two teams, uh, Team A and Team B. So that was kind of messed up. But it sounds like we kind of both uh, under the conclusion that the doctor knows there's something up with Kenny that he can be reborn. So that's why he should go out and fix it, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get it. This is the, I think this is a good thing that our last, or a good thing to end with, actually, because these are some good topics to talk about. We didn't even talk about any of this. You ready? First thing the announcer in this episode, over and over. Over and over. Like, uh, I think Trey and Matt learn through growing that 
you know, the the more repetitive they got, the more annoying it was. So they stop a little, they slow it down a little bit further on. I kind of noticed now that I think about it. But geez, these first few are just, oh my gosh, like it's over and over and over and over and fucking over and over and over. Yeah, it the announcer and what we're talking about is pretty much in every scene throughout this episode, the announcer like does a a who done it situation from who is Eric Cartman's father? Who built the pyramids? <laughs> that I mean that one kind of actually did pop me toward the end when he said, "Who built the pyramids?" Was it the, <laughs> was it the Jews, the Samaritans, uh, Jimbo? <laughs> I was like Jimbo. Uh, so that was kind of annoying. We, I mean, it would have been fine to do it like once, twice, and like if you had thrown in the Egypt thing, like that was funny. Like I was like, okay, that's that's actually a good question. Who did build the pyramids? Like, all right, I like that. But like that. you didn't need to do it every scene for every portion of the episode and whatever they were doing. Uh, another thing, actually, I forgot to bring up in here. Did you notice that Mr. Garrison didn't get cast for his own role? I've seen enough genetic engineers. Let's move on to the auditions for the part of Mr. Uh, Garrison. Call the Mr. Garrison auditions. Boy, I sure hope I'm not Eric Cartman's father, Mr. Hat. You can say that again, Mr. Garrison. All right, not bad. Let's keep him on the top pile. Next. I sure hope that I'm not Eric Cartman's father, Mr. Hat. You can say that again, Mr. Garrison. Thank you. Next. What? In the America's Most Wanted video, I sure hope we uh, I, I sure hope we don't get snowed in or whatever. I sure hope we don't get shot, Mr. Hat. Me neither, Mr. Garrison. Like, and Mr. Like, Garrison, next. He doesn't even get cast. I, like, if I was him, I was thinking about this. I was like, well, I would have just been like, then you can't use Mr. Garrison. Like, can't use me. Can't use Mr. Hat. Can't use our likeness. Fuck you. Can't do that. I don't know. That's just me. Um, let's talk about the second thing you wanted. You did just like, go ahead. What What was the, the big thing? Why does she have to be a fucking hermaphrodite? I don't get that. Again, please know if you listen to the podcast, we don't care if you're a hermaphrodite. Or we're talking about it's just like but like in this situation, there was so many different routes that could have gone with the with Cartman. And the identity of the parents, because later on we find out that it was Scott Tennerman's dad, who was really Cartman's dad. Spoiler alert. And then, and then the fact that she's a hermaphrodite is never brought up again, which is like, okay, either she's a hermaphrodite and she's a hermaphrodite throughout the rest of the show, and we can keep referencing, ref, referencing that. Jesus, I'm too good still. Or you don't do that at all. And like, if they would have. If they would have kept to the continuity of her being hermaphrodite, then it wouldn't have been an issue. But the fact that it's never brought up again and that we find out, oh, it is actually, he does have a real dad. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was a bit confusing why they decided to make her a hermaphrodite. I mean, I get that's kind of funny, like, haha, we screwed you again, South Park. Now you don't know who her mother is. Now you got to find out who the mother is. And by this point, you've already waited a fool's four weeks. Then you got April Fool's pranked. Then you waited four more fucking weeks. And you find out (laughs) after two months that Eric Cartman's mom is a hermaphrodite. And they never bring it up again. You're right. That is kind of, that is kind of, does kind of make you mad when you put it all together like that, Ian. See? It's not that it's it's not the hermaphrodite itself. It's the the context of the story of making her hermaphrodite 
Right. Just, why didn't they just like and like as we've talked about, why didn't they just like I don't know, pick the whole Denver Broncos like and be like, it's gonna be a buttload of money to like DNA test every Bronco because they're not here, so we're gonna right. not right. now ever. Right. Or Cartman's like, ah, oh, fuck it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So or maybe the whole Denver Broncos does become his dad. I don't know. <laughs> Like, I didn't really understand because if you're just going to, like, make it a throwaway, then they could have easily made any of this a throwaway, right? But right. they went ahead and they were like, okay, she's a hermaphrodite. So, like, does that mean, like, he could do father Cartman, father Sundays, father daughter days? Like, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. It's a little confusing, guys. That's that's all we're saying. Um, let us know. Hit us up if we're, if we're not seeing it. Well, you know, maybe explain it to us. Well... Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's for this full episode of Scoop. Does this make your top 20? Scoop that play. Um, it would make the top 100. Okay. All right. That's fair. But it's not going to make top 20. Nanscape's top 20. <laughs> Sorry. I wouldn't give it a... But... <laughs> I mean, in comparison to the... Actually, you know, I'm going to. I'm going to? going to. You know why? Because here's why. You're watching this episode. Are you watching the fucking season finale? Okay. You're waiting. You get not without my anus. You get all the way to the end of it, only for not to find out who the fuck is Eric's family. That's pissed me off. That pissed me off. So is my pissed me off. Thumbs fucking down. Not top anything for you. I would say top 100, but I'm still thumbs down. Okay. Actually, you know what? Top 200. That's kind of like a, like a middle. Yeah, that's kind of a fuck you to that. So that, that We might not even make a top 100. I think we'd have to go with like top 50, maybe top 25. Maybe. Yeah, it wouldn't even like break that. No way. Right. No way. Um, but that's it, guys. That's for another episode of Suck My Balls. It's episode number 16. And we did it. We gave, dropped a double dose this week because, of course, as we mentioned, we were not going to let not the anus, not without my, not without my anus, be the story there. Um, nope. be our last episode of the week. But we, we will be back next week for an episode of Suck My Balls, season two, episode number three. Scoop. Do you like this next episode, Ike's Wee Wee? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> now that's playing anything, but yes, I do like this one. This one's actually pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah, so in the next episode, Ike's Wee Wee is the third episode of the second season of the American Animated Television show South Park. In it, they want to circumcise Ike. But you'll get to hear that episode next week right here on Suck My Balls, a South Park review. Of course, I'm your host, the most lives on the West Coast, your boy, Matthew Schaffer. Follow me on Twitter and the gram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Hit us up on Twitter and the gram at Suck My Balls Pod. Find us on Facebook at South Park Pod. Email us at SuckMyBallsPod at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, thanks to our sponsors, Rod Salad Review, HackerArmy.Podbean.com. Skip. Check my ass. Check my ass.
Han stred sig frem i regn og blæst med et, der sejnede hans hest. Ching chang lu, ching chang lu, ching chang ching Den jomfru sad i høje tårn. Ching chang ching lu Og ventede ham samt til form. Ching chang ching, Men natten gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til solopgang Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching, Den næste dag vi hed morgen rød Ching chang ching, de fandt den stakkels junker død. Ching chang ching, Han dækket var af sne og is, men tør nu op i paradis. Ching chang lu, ching chang lu, ching chang ching Det var jo noget ved og noget Ching chang ching For da han tøde blev han våd Ching chang ching Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ching chang lu Ching chang lu Ching chang ching Hun kastede sig fra tårnet ned Ching chang ching Nu deler de en lille sky Som regner over land og by Ching chang lu Ching chang lu 